Welcome back to Associates Anonymous, the podcast where we kick it with you every other week to discuss the horrors of working in customer service. I'm Giggles. I'm a homosexual. I mean, I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and this week is kind of a little bit of a two-parter. Um, we are going to discuss the phenomena of millennial job hopping. Wait, did you really text me at 814 and say that you were ready? Yeah. Uh, why did you not just come get me? I don't know. Because um, I was also kind of like watching Facebook videos. Okay. I was like on the phone and I was like I was talking wondering. to Sweet Pea. And I was like, <laughs> well, me and Sweet Pea got to chat and I was like, I wonder if she's ready yet. I didn't, it, it, it did not tell me that. I just saw that. Sorry. You my bad. No, that was me too. Um, yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the phenomena of millennial job hopping, as I guess boomers or somebody likes to fucking call yeah. it, um, and when to know to leave a job and how to write a uh, two weeks notice. Yes. Yeah. So I guess we're just going to call this episode job hopping, but it, it's yeah. kind of a more in-depth synopsis. Um, a couple of things before we get started. Um, I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> you weren't here for this, but um, I had a lot of fun going to karaoke with um, our yeah, patron really Lightsaber sad. and his sister Chaos. And oh my God, he can sing. Yeah, I saw the video he sent me. Like, okay, so um, Baby Titties was not there. She was sick. And so it was this random dude that I'd never met that was DJing. Mm-hmm. And at first it was kind of slow. So like one or two people would get up in karaoke and then there would be like a lull and he would just play random music or whatever. Yeah. And I can't remember what the first song was that I sent you the video of him singing. I don't remember. But either way, yeah. I'm sitting there playing on my phone. I was phone. a little drunk when you sent it to me. Like, I, I was just sitting there playing on my phone and turned around in the middle of the song and realized it was him singing. I thought he went to get his food from the snack bar. Yeah. Because literally, I, it didn't register to me that someone was singing and it wasn't, it wasn't just, just like the, music, the playing. music playing. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, because he was like... Yeah, like, everyone in our family is, like, somewhat musical or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And his sister's like, yeah, they, they're good. And like, <laughs> she's very much like me whenever, like, Timon and Pumbaa go up there and sing, and then they, yeah. and then Baby Titties calls my name, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll get up there, yeah. even though these... Dude, and now, like, the entire, like, civic theater comes to the karaoke bar. Oh, yeah? Like... After, like, performing in musicals. And I'm like, fuck. Like, everyone's better than me now. We need to go find a new karaoke bar. Where we can get drunk and screech for delicious and not be judged by people that, you know. (laughs) On the bright side, even the people that are really, like, talented still really enjoy when we go (laughs) go and sing. Like, they're not, like, conceited about it. It's literally just a self-conscious thing. Like, they're very supportive. And it's just about having fun. But at the same time, I'm just like... Why does everyone have to sound good? Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> like, since I'm a cisgender, straight-passing white man, I'm gonna sing Oasis. Mm, because that's the, that's the only thing I know how to sing. Um, <sighs> Unpopular opinion, but I fucking hate Oasis. See, I have mixed emotions about Oasis. Like, part of me likes them, but then part of me is like, I can totally understand why yeah. people don't. Because I, it's... Yeah incredibly um homoerotic music well, <laughs> well that's that. not why i don't like them but i don't like them because like a i don't think they're good but mm-hmm. everybody seems to fucking like love them and i'm like but they're not that good but yeah it's like, and but it's it's oasis wonderwall and i'm like well, yeah, and, that, and that's that the thing too good. is i'm like there's a few song of their songs there's i'm like oh, okay that that's okay i like that yeah but 
And I, I will admit, like, Wonderwall was my gateway karaoke song, but it's because it's so damn easy to sing. Yeah. And I was like, I know well, I can't I mean, mess that And everybody has loved Wonderwall. I loved Wonderwall when I was a kid, but then yeah. I was like, oh, this, this is an okay I song. I have a soft spot for it because of the fact that it was my gateway karaoke song. Yeah. But I just don't... I can understand why people like... Well, it's not even the song so much. It's, it's just so, uh, the fucking band. Yeah. They're not that... It's like the same with Incubus, but it, like Wonderwall or Oasis seems to more, be more generally loved, whereas like Incubus was more specifically just people that I went to high school with, but it was like <laughs> everybody that I went to high school with like fucking loved Incubus, and I was like, oh, Incubus is okay, and then... Everyone's like, what do you mean you don't worship them? Uh, yeah. I was like... What do you mean uh, you don't want to suck all their dicks? Yeah. Giggles. So. <laughs> like... So yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan, but yeah, I can, I can, I can respect that. Yeah. I can respect that. Um, it kind of reminds me actually of a Facebook post I saw earlier, and it was like some like name something that you don't like that everybody else seems to, and it's it's fucking Oasis, like for yeah. me. <laughs> oh man, what would mine be? Something okay, you said something that everyone else likes, but I don't like. Yeah. Um. Ooh, God, that is yeah. a good question. Like, I'm sure there's a million things. Right, yeah. Um, oh, God. Like, I had to really, really, really stop and think about it. Oh, well, that. it's funny because at the time I couldn't think of anything. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll but, think like, of something. I literally just thought Water. of it. Water. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, being alive. Yeah. Um, which I feel like is. 50 50. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, with how society is today. Like... Bruh. Um, let's not even go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I was going to say, I do have a really short, not even remotely related to work or anything story. Oh, it kind of relates to work. I was on my lunch break. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I started listening to um, the Braving the Elements podcast, which is like the official Avatar The Last Airbender, like Avatar Verse podcast. Uh, with Dante Bosco and um, Jeanette Varney, who voiced Zuko and Korra, respectively. Anyway, they were doing this interview, and Dante Bosco was talking about the scene where Hint, like Zuko and uh, Uncle Iroh like, reunite. And I won't spoil, like, you know what scene I'm talking about if you've seen the show. But long story short, Dante Bosco started crying. Which made the guests start crying. Which made Jeanette start crying. And then I started crying at the window of the Taco Bell drive-thru. And there's this sweet, sweet lady that works at the Taco Bell. And she's used to me because I go there like multiple times a week for lunch. And she's like this older lady and she always calls me baby. And like, she'll she'll be on like the intercom and she'll be like, Welcome to Taco Bell. How can I take your order today? And I'm like, hey, I, it's me. I want this. And she's like, okay, baby, that's 542. Please come up to the window. Anyway, she pulled, She opens a window. She's holding my Baja Blast. And I'm just sitting there crying in the car. And she's like, baby, you okay? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Like, can I also uh, interject with like, why is it so like comforting when like an older lady calls you baby, but then like if an older man calls you baby, it's just the skeeviest fucking Because, thing. I mean, ugh. I think, I think it boils down to like the connotation yeah. and like the vibe of it. Cause it's, it is incredibly I mean, skeevy. It, like it. An old lady could be being skeevy, but like... But how, what's the likelihood? Yeah, I'm gonna be like, no, she's just being a grandma! Well, and it's really weird because I find myself calling people babe, but in like the most homosexual way. (laughs) Like, it's very blatantly clear, like, when I call a female babe, that Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like get in her pants. Because I'm like, 
Oh, I like your nails, babe. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to do a better job of not being straight passing. <laughs> I hate being confused for a straight man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I used to call people babe all the time, and I think it was because my mom called me babe all the time. Mm-hmm. Um... And I had to get out of the habit because I would every now and then call, like, a guy friend babe and it would get misconstrued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is so... I was like, oh, no, 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 homie. Like, Which no feelings. Which like... because it's like, oh, my God, straight yeah. men will take that and run with it. Yeah. Whereas, like, oh, my God, she smiled at me. She loves me. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. No. She didn't beat me with a baseball bat, like, upon, like, you know, making eye contact yeah. with her. She must want to have sex with me. Yeah. Like, gross. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Y'all need to get out of here with that. Another side note, speaking of incels, um, do yourself a favor and go watch the first five episodes of Master of the Universe Revelation because it was really good. It was really good. It was really good. I need to go back and actually watch the parts that I missed because I was busy organizing my Sailor Moon stuff in the garage. (laughs) It was really good. And all the neckbeards were hella about her with it. it. And there's nothing that makes me happier than fucking neckbeards getting their knickers in a twist. I love me some incel tears. Yes. I want to tell a quick story before we get started. Go for it. So, and I texted this I to y'all like the, the other night. I feel like this should be like a like a like a like an ongoing thing where we just introduce the episode with a random story apiece. I'm down with that. Because, I'm totally down with because that. Because I feel like a lot of our episodes are now more like research and like Yeah, based. they're not really anecdotal anymore. Yeah, we don't get a lot of anecdotal yeah. stuff unless we have guests. And guest episodes have been so hard this year. Yeah. Like with the pandemic yeah. and everyone being busy. It's been a bitch trying to do guest episodes, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. We need to do another one with my brother about the vape shop. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I anyway. thought, uh, I had an idea of somebody. The Ooh, other maybe day. I we can, I might take the computer and the mic with us when we go to the beach. That would be fun. And maybe one night or one day, because I am not going to be out on that beach all during the day with sun out. Yeah, no. no um, we might while we're hanging out. It's way too fucking hot down there. Like. Yeah. While we're hanging out, we might just record an episode with him. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. So, um, speaking of that, actually, um, that's what we did the other night when I went down to Houston to hang out with Cat Daddy. Um, we went out to the beach. Um, I love that text that you sent me. <laughs> that's what it is. So, we're down there, and, like, I mean, we got there, like, literally, like, ten minutes before the moon started rising. So, the moon's coming up over the ocean, right? Huge, giant, full moon. That was gorgeous. Um, it was beautiful. And I'm standing there about, like, you know, ankle deep in the water. Water. we're both just standing there and i'm just like taking in this fucking like beauty of these fucking moon beams shining down on the waves that are like gently like rolling into the like shore and i'm literally just standing there in awe i'm like okay maybe the world isn't such a bad just, place like, Look disassociating how becoming yeah. one with the like cosmos yeah, like, absorbing <laughs> the lunar energies that the goddess is blessing you yes. with like <laughs> Fucking quiet to my left cat died. It's just like so an Irish guy and a Mormon are on a plane together. <laughs> and I'm literally like my jaw just dropped. You hear a splash of your jaw hitting the ocean. <laughs> I'm like sitting there with like my mouth open. Like I know the look on my face had to have been ridiculous because I'm just like <laughs> and, and I don't even hear the rest of the joke because I'm like Really? Like, right now? <laughs> What's so funny is that is absolutely, like, very apropos for him. Yeah, like, that is so, like, in character for him. Like, absolutely. I like, shouldn't have been surprised. The but... only thing that would have made that better is if you were, like, 
like pushing your grandmother's like fucking carcass out into the sea, like in some sort of like like, like lighting bear, it on fire, like, like a some, fucking like Viking funeral. Yeah, like the only way that that would have been more on brand for your boyfriend is if it was a fucking wake. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but I really, I wasn't even listening because I was like, right now. That's what you're thinking about. <laughs> like uh, in the in the face of this beauty, you're gonna be like, "Oh, I have this joke." I'm not 100 percent convinced that he's been completely honest with you because with his sense of humor, he's got to have a couple kids out there. Right. Like he's got to have like a, or at least a step kid. He ain't telling you about. <laughs> See, he has these. Um, well, I don't know if I should tell this or not. He might be embarrassed. Does he listen? No. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Someone's going to find him on Instagram or something and, like, message him. Yeah. He's got some Roman numerals tattooed on his finger that he did try to have removed, but apparently it was just really painful. But, um, it was an ex-girlfriend's initials, <gasps> but it's in Roman numerals, and, like... I couldn't get it out of him for the longest time, like, what it was. And I was like, this motherfucker got a kid out there, and this is their fucking birthday. <laughs> like, so I'm like, he's a liar and a deadbeat, and he got a fucking kid. Like, <laughs> he's a liar and a deadbeat. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, well, shit, now I don't know which one's worse. Like, that it's an ex-girlfriend or it's a kid. Like, <laughs> like good God almighty. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, I'm just gonna, like, passively just be like, that's almost as bad as getting your ex-girlfriend's name tattooed on your finger. In Roman numerals. In Roman numerals. <laughs> but nobody would do that. That would be gay. <laughs> well, this girl's out there thinking, like, hmm, he has to read my name every time he fingers her. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Alright, getting that tattoo removed. <laughs> do it now. I don't want her name inside me. <laughs> one night with me over him with like a fucking cigarette lighter. He's just be like, how's that feeling? You're like, it feels like your girlfriend's name in my cooter. Oh my feels. god. <laughs> that thought had literally never crossed <laughs> my mind. Of course, that's the first thing that crosses my mind. Oh my god. Alright, oh. so I'm gonna jump right into my article. Please do. <laughs> my articles. Millennials aren't afraid to tattoo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, this is from um, Forbes, and it's by um, <clears throat> an author by the name of Sarah Landrum, and it's titled Millennials Aren't Afraid to Change Jobs, and here is why. Um, for a 20-something-year-old uh, in the workforce, job hopping is a norm. One LinkedIn survey indicates millennials do more job hopping than any other generation, uh, though it's important to note the study only surveyed members of LinkedIn. That number typically falls within five years, but professional services, government, nonprofit, education, media, and entertainment industries had the most job hoppers within five years of college graduation. What's interesting is that the Bureau of Labor Statistics states baby boomers did just as much job hopping in their respective 20s and as millennials do these days, which is a bit of a contradiction, isn't it? I mean, come yeah. on. Come on. Interesting to know. Um, older generations should probably check their comments about millennial job hoppers and look deeper into the situation. Millennial And millennials should not apologize for their tendency to job hop, and nope. here's why. So, bullet point number one. Um, job hopping millennials offer benefits to employers while being quote-unquote selfish. Um, job hopping is in, and being stuck in a dead-end job is on the way out. 
And that's good for everyone. Job-hopping millennials are more likely to earn a higher wage, develop their career on a faster track, and find a better fit in work culture by changing jobs more frequently. The stigma is lessening as the positives are revealed. Um, One career builder survey shared employers expect 45% of their newly hired college grads um, would remain with the company for under two years. And the study showed that by age 35, about 25% of young employees uh, would have worked five jobs. Employers are aware that hiring job hoppers as millennials um, find their footing in their career um, development, learning to make healthy choices rather than staying stuck in an unmotivated Stuck and unmotivated in a job that's not beneficial for either the employee or the employer. Um, I think that's a pretty good point to point out that a lot of people don't really think about. Yeah. This? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's a little lapel pin. Aww. It's Mega Absol from the Pokemon franchise. That hurt. Um, but I think that is a really good point because a lot of people do. Um, like to tout how much like money the uh, millennials are costing like the economy like i was reading something apparently we cost the economy like 30 million dollars or some shit each year in like companies having to like train multiple times and stuff and it's like well if companies would like offer better pay and benefits and like Like, you know and create like a work culture that's worth staying at yeah like as the employer you create the job security like by making it to where that person will want to fucking stay exactly you know and i think i didn't really think of it before but yeah i mean how many of us have spent so long at a job like waiting to be promoted up where Mm -hmm. we could have just fucking bounced and gotten that position that we were seeking elsewhere so much sooner. I know I did at the store. Like, Well, especially in like a satellite environment like Mm -hmm. we live in. Like, you know, we were talking about this at my place of work because it's not much different. And, you know, we were kind of talking about this mentality of like how, let's just say like my manager and the other manager that I was chatting with have both been with our company for Mm -hmm quite a while like you know going on 15 20 years Mm -hmm. um and their mindset was like you know staying and moving up the ladder and um and really the only one of them that really has made it like above like let's say store manager yeah is my current boss but he literally had to move to like the dallas market to do it yeah and well, and the other one, she knows that you have to job hop. Because I remember her telling mm-hmm. me that when I first started there. Yeah, And um, she even said, like, in that conversation, she's like, yeah, we we fucked up a little bit. Yeah. Like, doing it the way we did. But I think she'd already been there for so long yeah. at the point that she realized. Well, that she was like, well. Well, I will say, as far as the industry goes, like, it is kind of hard to, like, beat, like, some of the benefits and, like, the pay and that stuff. That company, yeah. For this particular company. Whereas a lot of people, they job hop in that industry. In, in a lot of industries, because it's like... Let's say, we'll use, like, names of restaurants in mm-hmm. place of where I work yeah. so that it's not, like, obvious. But it's, like, let's say you work at McDonald's as a manager, and then you go and you interview. Let's say they're paying you $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. You're going to interview at Burger King for a management position, and they're going to be, like, well, we're going to start you out at 10 It's, like, well, I'm already making 10 Okay, yeah. we'll start you out at 12 Yeah. You're going to work there for a year or two years and then you apply at Wendy's and they're like we're gonna start you out at 12 and it's like well I'm already making 12 okay we'll give you 15 and you hop over there and then you can hop back to McDonald's and make 19 an hour like or whatever yeah I think with your company really the only way you could make more by job hopping if that's like the last place that you land like you Mm -hmm. job hop from 
McDonald's to Wendy's to Burger King to Subway and, and then and get to, above and then you have to get above like our company's like minimum yeah, wage and then and then like, you went there then yeah they yeah. would offer you up more or but, move into like a major market if you want to move yeah. up the ladder past like let's say like store manager yeah. or like in house like management because there's no other positions in the yeah. satellite market yeah. and that's the same for any industry regardless like. And, with us, pretty much no matter what company you work for, like, we're close enough to Dallas that we're going to be in their market. But we're, all, like, we're always going to be a satellite store. Like, everything in this town is mm-hmm. going to be a satellite store for whatever company it exactly. is. Exactly. So. And, and that was kind of, like, what we were talking about. I was like, you know, you have to think, A, like... I've never worked somewhere. This is honestly, I think, the longest I've stayed in one place. Mm-hmm. And I've, it's been almost four years yeah. or so. Like, just shy of four years. Yeah. And and a large part of that is because the pay is so good. Yeah. Because it's like you're either going to... Like, every job that I've ever left, it's been because I've reached the I've reached the, the proverbial glass ceiling. Yeah. And I've had to find a ladder that goes taller. And it's mm-hmm. somewhere else. So I have a job hop over there. Yep. And... A lot of people are realizing that now, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of the reason. It's not because, you know, you're like, I don't want to work here anymore. Yeah. It's, th- there's no opportunities anymore yeah. here. And, like, you're... It's like, the cost of living is increasing, yeah. and my pay is not, so... Yeah. Well, and like, and, like, the pay is, like, the, the fucking minimum wage and, like, pay, like, mentality is so stagnant yeah. compared to, like, the cost of living, mm-hmm. especially, like... I mean, it really anywhere, but I mean, a lot of places, it's really bad. And yeah. it doesn't matter how much you like a job or dislike a job. Like, it comes down to the money for a lot of people. Yeah. And there, there's honestly, in my opinion, there's no shame in leaving a job for a better opportunity for yeah. yourself. You don't owe... Like, why barely eat out a fucking living if you could go work somewhere else yeah. and make more money and live a, at least a little bit more comfortable? Yeah. Like... Because, it, and again, and it, and so, you know, and yeah, like, they do say millennials are, you know, likely to take a pay cut in order to be in a, like, healthier, yeah. like, job, like, work environment, which is very true. I left bef- bef- the second like, highest-paying job I ever had, like, outside of this one, um, was when I worked at Garbage Ridge, and it was good money for the age I was. I was, like, 19 years old. It was, like, almost, like, $15 an hour with, like, guaranteed overtime. Like, that was time and a half. Like, I brought home decent money for a kid, basically. But it was such a toxic work environment. Like, Basically to the point where my my mommy told me I had to quit. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like, you, like, this place is, like, tearing you apart mentally. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was not worth the money. It was, like, the place we were just both working at. Like, I mean, I would literally, every single morning on my drive to work, like, I would have this internal debate of, like, do I really need a fucking job? Like, do I really? Yeah. Am I really going to make myself pull into the fucking parking lot, mm-hmm. get out of my car and go inside and clock in because yeah. I don't fucking want and to. And I've had like, days like that, let me tell you. And it was like, getting to where it was every fucking and, day. And I will say, like, the only reason that I have not, like, handed over my keys sometimes mm-hmm. has been because I'm like, I know for a fact I will not find another job yeah. until I graduate from college that pays me even remotely close yeah. to this. To put it into perspective, by the, by the time I graduate from college, I'll be taking a pay cut to teach. Yeah. Which is outrageous. Yeah. Which is why I'm probably going to find something other well, than Well, it's teach. like, just starting out there, like, I made $3 an hour more than I did after working at the store for nearly 10 years and working yeah. my up, way up to a store manager. And I was like, uh, what the... 
second from bottom position yeah. like at this place like so yeah yeah um so we'll move on to the next bullet point job oh, hopping did I tell you I got another raise by the way oh nice <laughs> um job hopping millennials offer benefits to employers while being so oh, we read that sorry um are millennials job hopping for mo- for the money many assume millennials are just chasing money when they job hop rather than waiting patiently for their slice of the pie as their seniors did. However, that's not true <laughs> of all job hoppers. Let's talk about that and unpack that a little bit. Yeah. A lot of these boomers and, you know, older folks that have this mentality of, like, y'all are just impatient and don't want to put in the time and da 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 have, like, never will stop and actually admit the fact that it's, like, you could earn a fucking income as an entry-level fucking person that paid for your house and your kids and your your wife and your car note and you know your wife got to stay home and like cook for you and like you know be subservient not have to like bring in a dual income and shit because you lived in a completely different time we don't have that privilege anymore of you know being able to be promoted up isn't going to pay it's yeah. It's not going to pay you as much than yeah. if you start in a higher position. Exactly. Like, I mean, even up into management at the store, like, there would be people who got hired into lower positions than me that were making... More money. Yeah, like... Yeah. Because they got to start out at a higher rate because they didn't start from the very fucking bottom and slowly edge their way up. Yeah. Like, you are not going to get paid as much if mm-hmm. you work your way up. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. And it's just not a feasible thing because it's like... A lot of the, a lot of these people, you know, what in the world? Um, sorry. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of these people that tout this shit, you know, by the time that like the economy like went into the shitter, most of their crap was fucking paid off. Yeah. They didn't have all these extra bills. They weren't coming into the workforce and like moving out of mom and dad's house and, you know, into like a job market where you could afford a decent living. Yeah. You know, well, going to college back then didn't fucking you, you, bankrupt you for the rest yeah, of your Yeah, you worked a life. summer job to pay for like, your tuition. Like, literally, you just looked at my tuition. Yeah. And yeah. I got a scholarship and FAFSA, and I still owe the school like three bucks. Yeah. Like, and I was very lucky to even get a scholarship. Um, I would have owed the school like two grand. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that, and honestly, that's considering I got a pretty decent chunk of like FAFSA money. Um, so it's like, it's, it's expensive to go to college. And even then employers expect you to have all this experience before they want to give you the job that you went to college to do. And so it's, there's just so many hurdles and obstacles that millennials have to worry about and plan for and, you know, try to maneuver around that our parents and grandparents didn't even have to contemplate. Yeah. Because they were not issues at that time. Yeah. Um, so how... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, many employees who seek other jobs early on are willing to take pay cuts for the right job, especially if there is a mismatch or lack of positive work culture. Other factors for switching jobs quickly included having too much work to do, resulting in an uneven work-life balance... Um, environmental and social consciousness drives millennials caring, um, caring about their fellow man. Uh, when a company's mission matches their values, millennials are in, um, more likely for a longer haul than their last gig. So how much will a typical job change get a hopper per figures by, uh, legal technology solutions, at least eight to 10% pay increases average in a healthy market. And on the higher end of the pay range, 20% isn't far fetched. 
Um, aren't millennials being selfish? Isn't mm-hmm. putting up with a few negatives worse than the arduous work you'll be eventually recognized for? That's the rite of passage, isn't it? Here's your kicker. That also uh, doesn't come either. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, sticking with the same employer for uh, more than two years costs the employee 50% or higher in their lifetime wages. Yeah. Um, most are choosing new companies because the, they, they're more likely to find a better fit for their career growth. When the opportunity arises, you have to take it. Unfortunately, smaller employers uh, face challenges with retaining younger employees because of their size. They're less likely to be able to advance their employees up the career ladder as quickly as others, uh, other larger businesses. Smaller companies have a higher chance of millennial employee retention if their work culture and other perks are positive matches. It all comes down to the fact that job hopping allows millennials to have their say in the direction their career is going. They're the authors of their uh, career narrative, and changing jobs will enable them to avoid uh, preconceived assumptions about what their career advancement should look like in the eyes of colleagues and employers. Um, And then relocation appeals to the millennial workforce. Millennials are getting married and having children at later dates than previous generations, and this makes relocation a highly desirable and doable option. I also want to throw in, and they might mention this because I haven't read this part of the article, but... Another big part of it is at any point we can pull out our cell phones and look at all of the job opportunities that are around. You don't have to pound the pavement yeah. anymore. Like I 100% used to look at fucking like job listings while I was at uh, the store and it, also Allstate. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, did I tell you that my mom is starting a job in insurance tomorrow? Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm, for yeah. you. Partners. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 ah, bum. okay. Um, yeah, so random. Random. So she might ask you random questions yeah. about. Oh, show. Um, if I haven't purged it all from our brain, but. Yeah. Oh, she, just more like about like if you like certain aspects and like, oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we have this whole advent of the fucking internet at our fingertips yeah. where we can go job hunting very easily and we. It's easier to see all of the options before you and yeah. all the different paths you can take and, you know, weigh pros and cons well, and, and stuff. Well, you can read and, job reviews on them now, too. Yeah, like, you, you know, know you like, have Glassdoor mm-hmm. and you have, like, you know, forums dedicated to work culture yeah. and, like, you know, things like that. And, like, there's this big misconception that, like, having a job is this grand fucking privilege. And it's really not. Like, yeah. I mean, it... It's not. It, it's a job. Like, yeah. you're sacrificing your time for a paycheck. Yeah. And other benefits. There's absolutely nothing wrong with if this job is not no longer serving you, finding something else yeah. to do. You do not owe these corporations anything. Especially, like, since boomers want to have that attitude about, like, well, I'll just take my money elsewhere. And when it comes to stores and them taking a stance on something, so it's like, I will take my fucking Work. time and effort and energy yeah. somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I, like, I will take my labor elsewhere. Different? Yeah, if not, like, a better concept, honestly. Yeah. Like. Exactly. And one, and for most of us, we're, we're not working for little mom and pops where yeah. it's like, I'm leaving an individual hanging. You know, uh, like, I'd, I'm not using this just to throw out, like, something that's, like, relevant right now because it just happened. But it's like, if your job at this big corporation is not serving you, don't fucking hesitate to leave and find something better because... All of your time and effort is literally just putting billionaires in fucking space. Yeah. It's not serving exactly. any kind of fucking purpose. Like, yeah. other than getting you a paycheck. And so, like, 
if you would rather take a pay cut and go somewhere that's going to be better on your mental health and like give you a better sense of well-being mm-hmm. or if you want to go and find somewhere that's going to pay you more money it doesn't matter yeah. like what your priorities are like make your job work for you yeah uh, is, like, is my opinion on it when you it. fucking like, die like what's going to matter is what you did for you not yeah because for some the, billionaire yeah like, because by the time you die like they're already going to be having interviews to fill your position exactly. before you're buried so yeah. who the fuck cares yeah. about these businesses like I'm 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 very big on like when you're at work like you should do a good job and yeah, you should Yeah, same. Like but, you should have a good work ethic, but Yeah. But just because you want you know to be fulfilled whether it be financially or in some other capacity by your job, having standards is not a fucking yeah. sin. I was like, saying there's a difference between having a good work ethic and being a fucking like doormat like yeah. and and that's what companies will fucking try oh, to turn you into. That's so. exactly what they'll try to turn you into. Like I honestly, I used to be that person that was like go in and do the best that you can mm-hmm. do blah, blah 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 blah. Nah, like I had to like talk like have a really hard talk with my brother about that because my brother is very like I want to do the very best and like I'm going to go in early and I'm going to stay late and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and I was like that's a fine fucking line you're walking because they're going to start expecting that of you Mm -hmm. and they're going to start holding you to that standard and not holding other people to that standard. Or you're going to start holding yourself to an unrealistic standard where you go in on your days off and work for 12 hours straight. Like we did. Like, and it's not fair. And, but companies will uh, let you do that. Looking back at that, like, I can't fucking believe it. I can't believe it either. Like, it's But I just thought it was what I had to fucking do because there literally weren't enough hours in the day that they were letting us schedule. Like, there just, just there were not. Like. So, um, so yeah, so relocation, the advent of the internet, um. In a Cornerstone study, 77% of respondents revealed that they'd consider relocation to another town, state, or even overseas um, as an exciting, positive career move. Um, when you're years deep in a role for a specific employer, the opportunity to relocate to another city with that employer isn't as familiar. Um, new graduates also have more flexibility at the start of their careers. So, employers hiring millennials are more likely to make relocation packages available for a move to a new city, and millennials are eager to explore new places um, in an affordable transition. Um, I think that's a really interesting thing to kind of think about because I've never considered like up until recently like relocating for the sake of work Mm -hmm. I've never considered relocating for a job I'm currently working but like now that I'm like in school and like trying to think of what I'm going to do with my degree after I graduate I've thrown the idea around in my head of like like relocating to a city or something for better opportunities to like utilize that and that is like a big thing and it's something that more of us have the opportunity to do because we're not rushing into marriages Mm -hmm. and like long-term relationships we're not knocking people up and having kids left and right like you know people are being much more like conscientious about like their family planning Mm -hmm. and you know and a lot of people are prioritizing like figuring out the logistics of their career before they get into that family planning and stuff you know like think of like me and forehead for example we may decide we want to adopt some kids one day but we ain't trying to do it right now before we know where we're gonna have like our footing yeah because i don't want to like you know adopt a kid and like you know have to be trying to deal with that while he's trying to go to school and finish his doctorate and we're trying to figure out where we want to live and blah 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 i'd rather like get that shit planted and then put down roots in the best possible location like and a lot of people have that mentality now Mm -hmm. um 
Millennials are now the largest group of professionals in the workforce, um, and as their careers advance, millennial hiring managers will significantly impact once negative perceptions of job hopping and balance and prioritize um, securing candidates who find a financial and cultural fit with the employer. Just as you grow out of relationships and other phases of life, sometimes you grow out of a role and a work or a work culture. Instead of endorsing stagnancy and repeal um, and repel the um, uh, the repeal <laughs> of the job hopping stigma, invest the employees um, that bring their A game while remaining engaged, even if they move on in two to five years. Um, and then a little bit about the author because I now that I'm like looking at doing this kind of stuff. Oh, did I tell you that I'm kind of looking at doing professional articles? Uh uh-uh. Like on the side as like a freelance. That'll thing. be cool. Um, I found like some really good like platforms that'll allow you to like publish your articles mm-hmm. and get paid for them and stuff. So I'm kind of thinking about doing that. Do it. Um, but Sarah Landrum um, is a digital um, marketing specialist, freelance writer, and founder of Punched Clocks. Um, a career advice blog that focuses on happiness and creating a career you love. Um, so yeah, check her out. That's awesome. That was the one that wrote this article for Forbes. Dope. But yeah, I I really do think that that is like a conversation that I I've heard coming up like between like you know like I said like managers at my current place of work and employees and you know it, it's something that I think a lot more people are becoming conscientious of and this that stigma is kind of going away a little yeah. bit because i remember like even when like miss m like yeah. interviewed me like that was like one of her big concerns with well, that me. was something yeah like she and her like or she and i would discuss um because i had never really considered it until she said something about somebody else that we knew and she's like yeah but she's kind of a job hopper and i was like what do you mean and she's like well i mean she's worked at like every store in the mall and i was like oh and I do like, think that there are some people that just job hop to job hop. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens, but most of the time when you see that, it's like fucking like 16, 17 year old kids. Yeah. And when you think about the culture like of like how these companies, especially in like that mall rat kind of environment, mm-hmm. treat these like kid workers, yeah. can you blame them for job hopping to somewhere yeah. that's given more hours? Like. There were yeah. there were kids that we would there were schedule. Kids for, I didn't fucking blame for leaving our store. Well, like, yeah, because we would we would only be able to schedule them for four hours for two weeks, yeah. like every two weeks, and yeah. it's like, why are you gonna dedicate your time and work to a company that's literally giving you a Especially paycheck? Especially if I'm only gonna like schedule you to work on Saturdays. Like, yeah, well, and it's like, and so you can get a twenty eight dollar paycheck. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That's stupid. Like that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. And you know these kids, they start, and then all of a sudden you don't schedule them hours, and a lot of them, it's. A lot of them do work their asses off to try to, like, do a good job, and then they don't get hours because profits are more important than retaining them. And so by the time they do get to your store, yeah, they might have worked four or five different places. I, I, and like I told Miss M whenever she, because she straight up asked me in my interview, like, why I job pop so much, and I was like, I climb the ladder until there's no more ladder left, and then I find something else to do. Like, because I'm like, I love my job over here at Bath and Body Works, but... There's no management positions open. Yeah. There hasn't been a management position in that store in the past four years. I'm not waiting four more years for a management yeah. position. That's why I'm interviewing for this one. Like, and as long as you give me places to climb up the ladder, I'll be here. And I was. Like, yeah. You know, I, I literally, the only thing I could have done further was stick around to see if, like, they promote me after you left. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't fucking want that job. Yeah. <laughs> And plus they brought, you know, someone else in to do it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, Like, why am I going to stick around and... Well, and it was one of those things where I knew, like, you know, it wouldn't be long before I was out the door, too. And, like, because I was just so fed up, too. And, you know, and sometimes... And that was... That's a perfect example of, like, 
a shitty job culture because you know we were in an environment where we were expected to you know perform unrealistic amounts of work in an unrealistic amount of time Mm -hmm. while constantly being berated and questioned for every you know decision we made like whether it was you know marketing a fucking bracelet on this end cap instead of this end cap or whether we chose to like bend a return policy yeah we were always doing something wrong yeah and it and i would literally i would be like okay i'm gonna try this i'm gonna bend this policy this time and get yelled at for it, yeah. and then within that same week, not been that policy, yeah, and, and I would get still yelled get yelled at, at for yeah. it. So Every it's like fucking time, and, or yeah. like that time that like I was like, he told me to go over on hours. He said you can have X amount of hours over what you're allowed. Like I think it was something like twenty six hours or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I scheduled it, and then he waits till the end of the fucking month to be like, why are you so over on hours? You have to cut all these hours. So I somehow fucking managed that in the last, like, two weeks up until fucking Christmas. And then it was like, why are you so under on hours? I was like, what's the right thing for me to do right now? Because there's not. There's not, like, a correct action for me to take because either way it's fucking wrong, apparently. Yeah. And that was literally just a prime example of them wanting to find reasons to get mad at us. Yeah. Because it was... Well, it was really only that one. Because the one above him, like, fucking loved me. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Just him abusing me his power. And... Yeah. Ugh, that shit pisses me off. And that's another thing, too. Like, don't stay in a fucking, like, hostile work environment either. Like, you... there's, there's zero always... fucking shame to job hop if it's because yeah. it's like, oh... And there's always somewhere that's going to give you at least what you're doing right now. Yeah. Like, there's always something. Yeah. Like, I mean... Yeah. You, my, nine times out of ten. Like, yeah. sometimes you're not, but... Maybe if you work in a more, like, specialized industry, but... Yeah. But, like, if you're working in retail or, yeah. like, food or, you know, anything, like, there's there's gonna be something somewhat comparable that you yeah. can find that even if it's a little bit of a pay cut or a little bit of an yeah. hour cut, it's probably gonna be better for your own, you know, sanity. Yeah. That, that's not a toxic work environment. Yeah. So yeah, do we want to move on to your part of the segment? Yeah, and this actually segues perfectly into it. Because um, like I said, I'm going to do kind of a little two-parter to mine too. Uh, the first part, and both of these are articles from Indeed, is how to know when to quit without notice and resign professionally. So although it is considered proper etiquette uh, to give two weeks notice. <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep going, whatever. Well, I just thought uh, it was funny because it was talking about quitting your job. <laughs> I think that's why I did it. Uh, or I'm just a little dumb, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> to give two weeks notice if you plan on leaving a job, sometimes a situation arises where you need to quit without notice. It's important to think carefully about making such a serious decision and behave professionally when you leave. The way you quit can influence your professional relationships going forward, and you should strive to leave a good impression for the sake of your own reputation. In this article, we will review some common situations which you might need to quit without leaving two weeks' notice and provide a template and example of lists of steps for leaving a job without giving a notice. Um, We'll have links to both of these articles, too. I'm going to send them to you here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, So that way you have these links and examples and then also the examples of the two weeks' notice if you do give it. Before we jump into that, what are your thoughts on the whole two weeks' notice thing? Um... I mean, I think, you know, depending, it just depends on your work relationship and your situation. 
Um, I mean, if you're leaving on good terms, it's not a toxic work environment. Um, it's not like a time urgent thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, well, you can go get this better job, but you have to do it like two days from now. Um, then, you know, I would say it's as long as you have respect for your teammates and your manager, I would give a two weeks notice so that they do have time to prepare to fill your role mm-hmm. with somebody else. Um, but at the same time, at the end of the day, like, why are you wallowing in my bed? <laughs> they, uh, they're going to be fine without you. Like, yeah. Or like, if not, then they should be more prepared. But. And I feel like, I feel like my thoughts on the two weeks noticing are very influenced by the fact that we do work in a right to work state. Yeah. But I really honestly consider it a fucking courtesy. Yeah. I think it's a, a courtesy. I don't think it's a necessity. Well, because my thing is, like, I've seen multiple occasions where someone has tried to give a two weeks notice. And, and they just tell you to fucking bounce. Yeah. yeah. Which, legally, they do have to pay you for your two weeks yeah. notice. Yeah, So, do not let them try to not pay you for that. Yeah. Um, but, it's one of those things where I, I've thought about, like, in certain jobs that I've been in where I'm like, I would not give a notice here because they would just tell me to leave and I can't go for those two weeks without getting paid yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you have to worry about, uh, you know, if you do have, like, a questionable work environment, like, how are they going to treat me for these two yeah. weeks? Yeah, are they like, going to try to retaliate or make my, like, last two weeks fucking miserable? Yeah. Yeah. I personally am one of those people, I'm like, if you have any doubt that, like, it's going to be a smooth thing, I would Just not... bounce. Yeah, I would not feel bad about not giving a two Same. weeks notice. Yeah. Um, especially if you work in a right-to-work state, because... If they don't have to have a reason to let you go, you should not have to have a reason to let them go. Exactly. 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 Right to work um, or at will works both fucking ways. And yeah. I think one of these articles actually mentions that. But, um, but yeah. Because I, I, I do agree. Like, you know, well, I think for it's example. A courtesy, exactly. Like you said. Well, for example, when I left the store, mm-hmm. I knew I knew my start date a month in advance. Yeah. I gave them a one month notice. Yeah. Because I, even though, like, I did not always see eye to eye with the girl that came in and replaced you, like, we, we had a decent work relationship. Yeah. And I, I, I was very, very invested in Baytown's, like, yeah. performance, like and she was going to be moving in. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I went ahead and told, you know, the girl that took over for you. I, I took her outside. I was like, we have to take a smoke break together when I leave because I have yeah. to talk to you about something. And I just told her, I was like, I'm starting at XYZ Company on November 20th or whatever, which was literally like exactly a month away. Yeah. And I was like, I've already been offered the job. I've accepted it. So like, this would be my last day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to stay and work until that date, like this date um, and, you know, get Baytown trained up and ready to take over because I know like you know, she'll be next in line for it. And that's exactly what I did. I stayed and I trained her to take over for me and I got, helped them get all their ducks in a row. And I was happy to do that because even though I had issues with the company and I had issues with the district manager, like I was really invested in my team there. Yeah. And so I was in a position where I could give like a lengthy notice and really help them. But had the roles been reversed and it been like the manager that I had a problem with or had a problem yeah. with me, I absolutely would not have given notice. Yeah, I would have been hey, like, my keys. Like, yeah, I would have just yeah. been like, I'm gonna hang out here until the week before Black Friday and be like, yeah. me. Yeah. Cause I did leave the week before. Black yeah. <laughs> I remember calling you and being like, I get to leave before Black Friday. <laughs> like, I was so excited. I was so excited. Bruh, yes. And I was honestly at the point where I was like, bruh, if they, if my hire date's in December, I'm just gonna find a way to like quit on Black right. Friday and just not work until Dude, then. and that first, like, like, 
holiday season of not working retail. <sighs> Orgasmic. Yeah. Looking glorious. Mm. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, so when is it okay to quit without a notice whenever you fucking want? Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless employed under a contract, most people work under the terms of at-will employment, meaning that neither the employer or the employee has a legal obligation to give you notice before term- terminating employment. While you may not be legally required to give notice, most employers expect a two weeks notice, uh, two weeks or more to help them reassign your responsibilities and hire a new employee. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Boo-hoo. I <laughs> mean, is... are there, if, if they're going to let you go, are they going to be concerned with making sure your bills are paid? Exactly. And making sure that you have another job lined up? Yep. No, they're not. Yep. So fuck them. Yep. Like... <laughs> um, this is not always possible, and there are a few situations where it's acceptable or even necessary to quit without a notice, including an unsafe work environment, a hostile work environment, mm-hmm. family emergency, personal health, fear of retribution... Better opportunities, frequent layoffs, lack of work opportunities, short-term employment, and ethical challenges. Which literally, I cannot think of a single, like, reason to quit that doesn't fall under one of those kind of things. Like, Like, what the fuck? Like, It's it's gonna, unless you're just like, "Mm, I'm a trust fund baby and I don't need a job and now I'm bored. That's a better, (laughs) maybe being unemployed is a better opportunity for you. Right. Like, shit. Like, it's for my personal health. Like, right? bye. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's a trust fund, baby. Are you really going to be working at the Walmart anyway? No, I don't know. Maybe if you just wanted the experience. The real world experience. Yeah. I just want to get down in the mud with, like, the normal people and the fucking peasants. Like. This is not mud. This is shit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um,. And this is just kind of a breakdown of each of those. So, an unsafe work environment. Some people may quit without notice because of professional opportunities or other circumstances where it simply makes more career sense to end your employment. But other situations, such as an unsafe work environment, make quitting your job an immediate concern. If your safety is at risk, don't be afraid to quit without notice. Professional courtesy is not a high priority in a job that puts you in danger, especially Mm -hmm. if you have previously expressed safety concerns to your manager and they didn't take uh, actions. Mm Mm-hmm. Hostile work environment. If you're a victim of a toxic workplace culture, don't feel like you need to give notice before moving on to a better position uh, where you'll actually be respected. Bullying and discrimination in the workplace can make it challenging to do your work and put your mental health at risk. Staying for an extra two weeks may even worsen your professional relationships and subject you to unnecessary Mm -hmm. abuse. Family emergency. And I will say, I will interject here and say, Mm -hmm. like, your mental health is just as important as... And honestly, more likely to be jeopardized by work yeah. than your physical health. Yeah. Like, it does not have to be an OSHA violation for you to be in, like, a health hazard. Well, and, like, I mean, it's proven that stress is, like, bad for your overall physical fucking health, yeah. too. So Yeah, but I know a lot of people still have this stigma around, like, mental health and mental yeah. illness of, like, oh, uh, like, I'm just being too sensitive. Like, I'm just, you know, blah, blah, blah. like, no. Yeah. Like, if, if it's affecting your mental health, like... That is just as important as getting out of a building because it has fucking asbestos in yeah. it. Which pff, we didn't yeah. get out of that for that either. Like, right? <laughs> we said to the story. Even that shit was fucking raining on us. God dang. Yeah. Uh, family emergency. Most employers understand the importance of familiar uh, familial obligations. Mm-hmm. Say that five times fast. Well, <laughs> And will not hold it against you professionally if you have to leave suddenly to care for a family member or handle a family emergency. 
Family emergencies can make it challenging to come to work, and ultimately your former employer will have to adjust to your absence and may even be sympathetic to your situation and give you a good reference. They fucking should. Yeah. Um, personal health. Your mental and physical health should always be a priority when deciding whether to quit without notice. If staying at your current position any longer will affect your health, make a prompt of professional exit and focus on taking care of yourself. Fear of retribution. If your employer has a pattern of firing employees once they give notice and preventing mm-hmm. them from earning their last paycheck, consider quitting without notice. Yeah. Better opportunities. And if- that and that is the thing. Like they do have to pay you for, but that yeah. can be a pain in the ass yeah. to get accomplished. And so sometimes, especially it- with more like mom and pop shops, like oh yeah, usually like corporations won't pull that shit because they yeah. know like. People yeah. will fucking try to sue them for well, that's it. Well, that's a that's a that's a like class action lawsuit yeah. waiting to happen with a corporation. Yeah. But mom and pops also up, operate under different rules, and yeah. you know it, they can very easily go in there and just say, "No, we fired them," yeah. or like whatever. Like it, it's honestly, if you have any doubt, just don't give a two weeks notice. Just leave when you're ready. Yeah. Because it's a bitch to try to get that taken care yeah. of. Well, it's even, like, like uh, this mom-and-pop shop that I worked for in the past, like, um, they fired somebody, and, I mean, both of them are kind of trying to be, like, a little sneaky about, like, the whole, like, unemployment situation, but uh, both of them were also trying to get, like, several of us to fudge the truth about what happened. Like, yeah. Even the employer, so, yeah. Eh. Anyways. But, Ooh. um... Better opportunities if you have a better job offer, an opportunity that is time sensitive. Don't limit yourself for the sake of your soon-to-be former employer. Uh, frequent layoffs of companies in the midst of layoffs. They are likely looking for places to reduce costs and may actually appreciate not having to expend two more weeks of pay on an employee who is leaving. And lack of opportunities, although you would ideally give notice if you are being underscheduled at your job or spend most of your time doing busy work, you might consider leaving without a two weeks notice. Your employer may not expect you to finish out the two weeks, especially if you work in a regular schedule in an overstaffed business where coworkers compete for shifts. Or if you work in like, um, like a high theft like job, a lot of the times they will. Yeah. A lot like I know people who have worked in like, um, like really high theft departments that have mm-hmm. just been asked to go ahead and leave. But like the, you know, they're like, we're gonna pay you for those two weeks, yeah. but it's a for liability. Reasons, like, yeah. and that's that's that is understandable, understandable. from a company's perspective, yeah. especially if they're not gonna be a dick about paying you those yeah. two weeks. Because I think of it like this: it's like if I knew that like someone was leaving my company. Mm-hmm. I would probably rather pay them the two weeks and yeah. not risk them. Especially trying to if you're a big company, stuff. because statistically, like some of your fucking exiting employees are gonna probably try to fucking steal some shit. Yeah. At least some of them. Yeah. You know? So. Anyways, uh, how to professionally quit without a notice. If you are in a situation where you need to quit without giving a full two weeks notice, use these steps as a guide for ending your employment tactfully and professionally. Understand the risk. Communicate clearly, be polite, and recognize the situation. So before quitting without notice, carefully review the risks and possible outcomes of your decision. Only quit without notice if it is truly in your best interest. If you are relying on your current employer for references in the future or work in a small, close-knit field, understand that leaving without notice could end your professional relationship and even result in a negative reference or reputation within that field. Um, Side note on that. Yeah. All... That companies can say legally mm-hmm. when you call for a reference is they can verify dates of employment and they can say whether you are rehireable mm-hmm. or, or hireable or not. And you always reserve the right to say that you that when you interview for a new job, 
they have to ask if you can use they can use that yeah job or whoever mm-hmm. as a reference and you can say no yeah and no. a lot of times they will ask and literally just say toxic work environment yeah. like i left for this reason like mm-hmm. Now, I will say smaller companies yeah. don't adhere to that. They do not. Um, they I do know not. that for a fact because we were doing some interviews not too long ago, and I was privy to some of the information that went down in one of the interviews, and basically mm-hmm. they had contacted a former employer, and they were like, yeah, yeah this is actually what happened. So Yeah, and, th- and that is like something you have to be conscientious of, mm-hmm. especially with like small businesses, mom and pops, mm-hmm. like, because... It's so easy for them to fly under the radar yeah. with stuff. Yeah. With giant corporations, you know, they have they have that shit unlocked because it's one of those by the time one person calls yeah. and says like, Hey, they divulge a bunch of information mm-hmm. in this reference call that they were not supposed to, that's gonna hit the news and then every yeah. other person that that's happened to is gonna and that's where you get these big ass fucking lawsuits mm-hmm. that come from. And so, yeah, like, corporations are, like, very strict about, yeah. like, nope, we're going to follow the law. But yeah. but you do reserve the right to say, no, you cannot contact that person. And I've had to say that before. Yeah. Like, I, and, it, and it's one of the mom and pops I work yeah. for because I was like, I do not trust her to not slander me. Yeah. Because it was a very toxic work environment. Yeah. And I, I did not leave on the best of terms because it was very, it was a very abusive work scenario. And I told them exactly how I felt about yeah. it when I handed them my keys. So I'm like, no, I know if you call them, they're going to talk mad shit about yeah. me. So no, you cannot contact them. Like, I'm not on a professional basis with them. Mm-hmm. And I, you're not calling them. Yeah. Like, that's all there is to it. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've left previous employers out of references before because of the same thing. Um, because of what I know to have been, like, personal biases or, you know, just them being upset about yeah. me leaving. So. And a trick, a, a one, one little workaround trick with that is list someone specific from that job that you, that you with. know yeah. for because like for example with the store mm-hmm. i always listed you or miss m Same. or yeah. and i'll list miss m still since we live together yeah. and like share an address i'm like yeah that's a little weird like or whatever mm-hmm. um but like i will always list miss m because i know for a fact she would never give me a bad Same. reference yeah but I'm not um, going to put Turd Vana on anything because yeah. I knew he didn't fucking like me. Yeah. So. And what was a big part of the reason that you chose to leave? Yeah. Like, so. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. You had to just think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you only need one or two fucking references. Honestly, yeah. most places don't even fucking, fucking call on them yeah. anyway. It's a waste of time. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, communicate clearly. Even if you cannot give two weeks notice, do your best to communicate with your employer and let them know that you are leaving. Let your manager know when your last day will be or if you're unable to come into work any longer. If possible, inform them in person, but a phone call, note, letter, or email are all better than nothing. Um, be polite. I would say even if you do it in person, especially if you work in a corporation, send an email to, yeah. like, as a reader. Have a seat. paper trail. Yeah, because they if if they want to be vindictive, they can just say you walked out, yeah. or you know if there's no paper trail to say like I told them like this is my notice, mm-hmm. especially and this is true too if you're given a two weeks notice, mm-hmm. make it a paper trail, an electronic paper yeah. trail, not just a handwritten note. Yeah, like email it, and honestly, if if it's doable, I would carbon copy Those like your district manager, like yeah. or something because HR, something. HR, wherever, because yeah. they're gonna find out anyway. Yeah. You're giving a two weeks notice, yeah, or you're quitting. Like, 
put put it on there so that it can't be misconstrued that you were fired if you leave without a notice or anything. Like it's always best to have that document and print a copy of it for yeah. yourself or email it to your personal email if mm-hmm. you can do that from work. Like have it accessible to you outside of that work email. Like Yep. yep. Um, be polite. Use polite and professional language when informing your employer that you quit. Showing grace and dignity, even if your manager does not, can help support your professional reputation. If you share the reason you are leaving, be tactful mm-hmm. and focus on the facts of the situation instead of assigning blame to someone in particular. Now fight the bitch. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> in a high-conflict situation where it may be hard to remain polite and express gratitude, it may actually be in your best interest to quit through a written note so that you can present a professional tone. <sighs> I so wish that I could find that fucking, like, resignation letter I wrote for Garbage Ridge. Oh, man. Man, it was so fucking good. (laughs) That was one of the... Okay, I've never quit a job professionally other than, like, the store and Bath and Body Works. (laughs) All of my jobs that I've quit have been, like, epic examples of me showing ass. (laughs) Um, that one was phenomenal though, because I got to like write in this letter and I like CC'd it to like corporate and like, it's a small ish like corporation. It's like the, uh, like the like CEO and everyone. I like carbon copied everyone from like my work email. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I'm sick of being sexually harassed. I'm sick of her putting her titties on my fucking shoulder. I'm sick of all this shit. This is everything that goes down in this bitch. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh my God. Um, (laughs) that was weird. Um, and literally, I went outside and smoked a cigarette. This bitch was on vacation when I quit. Yes. And by the time I finished smoking my two cigarettes and it in the car, she was pulling the fuck up, like, hobbling out with her little leg that she broke. <laughs> like, because I carbon copied her personal email so she'd yes. get it on her phone, too. I was like, no, I want to ruin this bitch's vacation. <laughs> like, fuck this bitch. Goddamn. And I just fucking, peace. Like, bye, bitch. <laughs> it was the best. Yes. Other than clipping my name badge over the manager of walmart and telling him he was telling him he was the new candy stalker and then proceeding to knock down all the candy on the candy aisle and then went outside and smoked my two cigarettes and while he was up he was out there cleaning it up and i went back by and like kicked the fucking bag out God of his damn. hand and like picked up a bag of reese's i was like i forgot to get my reese's bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that thing i tagged you in last night is like to a fucking t like <laughs> i did he was like down there on his knees like picking up all his candy bitching and he went to pick one up and i fucking kicked it <laughs> oh it yes. was that was honestly the best wasn't that like life. didn't he wasn't he making like homophobic like remarks to no you? that was my manager that was the manager of the maintenance department oh. that was that was bobby the janitor oh, anyways uh, when informing an employer that you are quitting without notice, recognize that the situation is not ideal for their party. If possible, use uh, offer to use your final hours or days on the job to help transition your responsibilities. Um, contact human resources. Once you've quit your mm-hmm. job, you'll still need to contact with uh, connect with human resources representative to learn the next steps of getting your final check and receiving any unpaid benefits. They may also schedule an exit interview where you can provide constructive feedback if any workplace conditions contributed to you quitting your job. Um, so that is when to quit without a notice. Um, and the best way to go about that. Whenever you want. Yes. <laughs> Tell them get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I'm going to offer to use the last few hours of my fucking shift for you to suck my ass. Yeah. Like, let me get you a fucking spoon, I was spoon, about to say, bitch. here's a fucking spoon. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay, Kick so this... bags of candy out of your management's hands. <laughs> Do it. Just send them a shitty email and then, like, leave the house really quick. 
<laughs> oh, I also took off my navy blue Walmart shirt and just like threw it somewhere like while I was walking out to the front. Like they say it's still up in those rafters. Probably. To this day. <laughs> probably is. Um so this is quitting with a two weeks notice. Again, this is from Indeed. So a two weeks notice letter is your opportunity to leave a job in a professional and positive manner. This letter is seen as a common courtesy and in some cases a requirement to formally resign your position. In this article, we explain what it means to give two weeks notice and why and when you should write a letter and how to get started with examples for you to follow. Because that is something where I'm like, do I just, hey, get, okay. this is my two weeks notice. You need to go, to the, go like, to the condolence section at your local yes. Hallmark and buy a sorry for your loss <laughs> letter. That loss is me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did see a really good one that somebody made. I was looking up, like, funny ones. I'll have to show you later. But, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is a two-weeks notice? That's pretty self-explanatory, so I'm going to skim over that. But it's basically a notice to your employer, giving them the date of your last date, and two weeks out. letting them prepare <laughs> yeah. to, you know, replace you. Uh, so why should you write a two weeks notice letter? Um, first, this letter is a respectful way to inform your employer that you intend to leave your current position. It's normal for people to leave jobs and move on to new ones, and during mm -hmm. this process, we'll make sure uh, your employer will be able to speak positively about your exit. For example, quitting your job suddenly and without notice could leave your employer in a difficult situation, and this could limit your ability to use your current employer as a reference for future jobs or risk a new employer learning about your unprofessional exit. And I think this is really more important if you work in a more specialized or smaller industry, kind of like the other one said. Mm -hmm. um, it would probably have a more negative impact on you yeah. in that situation. But if you just work because, in the fucking mall. Like, yeah, because this, like it's one of those things where like in a smaller, more specialized industry, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And so if you... And those references are going to be more fucking important. Exactly. Right? Because it's going to be one of those, oh, you worked for XYZ under Bob Smith. I know Bob Smith because he's the only other whatever the fuck yeah. insert job position is in this state. I'm definitely going to call him. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, but. So how to resign from your job in three steps. If possible, find a convenient time to meet with your employer. It's best to resign from your job in person. And these are all assuming that you work in a healthy, um, yeah. you know, safe environment. But Yeah, and are prepared for, yeah. you, you know... So, it's best to resign from your job in person. If you need to, you can also have this conversation via phone or video conference. In most cases, this meeting should take place with your direct supervisor. This is a courtesy to your manager and this helps avoid unexpected news and gives them additional time to prepare. It also gives you the opportunity to have a personal conversation with them, thanking them for the opportunity. To avoid your manager hearing about your resignation from someone else, make sure you speak to them before telling any of your colleagues. And remember that your goal is to part on good terms. Try to schedule this meeting at a convenient time for your manager. Write your two weeks notice letter beforehand and prepare to address their questions uh, about when you'll be leaving. If there is some reason you cannot speak to your direct supervisor, you could meet with an HR representative. Whoever you meet with, it's important not to wait too long. Once you've decided to leave your job, you should tell your employer as soon as possible so that you can agree on an exit plan together. I've also heard, um, and I think this is, a, it's kind of a weird tip, um, but I've heard a lot of people suggest, like, having a witness for that conversation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it's, it's, it, it kind of makes sense, but it also is kind of redundant in my opinion, like, because 
if that convers if you if you have to do that, you're expecting that conversation to go sideways. Yeah. And so why even bother giving a two weeks notice at that point? But even if you do, that's obviously a toxic work environment, and all you're doing say, is asking. If you feel someone, like you need that, yeah. Like yeah. But like. But then, like, if you do that, you're expecting someone that's staying in that toxic work environment... To be put in that awkward position, and then yeah, they and might turn around and retaliate against I them. I would say if you absolutely are dead set on giving a two weeks notice and you, it's a toxic work environment, it needs to be another, like, member of management. Yeah. Or it needs HR. to be, like, HR or, like, someone above your mm-hmm. boss. Like, say, like, I need to have a conference yeah. with you and the district manager. But if you're really that concerned about it, I would say skip the notice. I really, mm-hmm. really think this is more for if you're working in a healthy environment, you yeah. really want that good reference on your next job. Yeah. Um, and, and you're leaving on good terms. Because sometimes you just have to look out for numero uno, yeah. and that is you, not yeah. your boss or your company your or your coworkers. Or, yeah. It's, you, you have to do what's best in your yeah. best interest. And I think a lot of people do, like, believe in this fallacy of, like, it does like you have to give a two weeks notice like it's a fucking law or something no. and it, it's not it never has like you been. said at best it's a fucking courtesy yeah and that's if you're on good terms but uh so prepare for your conversation and focus on the positive talking about resigning from your job can be a difficult conversation to have as with many difficult conversations it's a good idea to prepare ahead of time this preparation can calm your nerves and make it easier to say what you need to say be honest but don't go into unnecessary detail <laughs> When thinking about how you want to tell your manager Give of your, your intention- speech in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell your manager of your intention to leave. It can be helpful to know ahead of time what you want to divulge. For example, it might be true that you're leaving because you don't feel that you're growing at the company and you found a new job with more growth opportunities. Depending on your situation, you might choose to tactfully explain this to your employer, but you may decide that it's better to only tell them that you're pursuing a new opportunity that's a good fit for your future goals. While you may be asked about your next opportunity, it is your decision whether you want or uh, whether or not you want to tell your employer this information based on what makes you feel most comfortable. Be prepared to let them know the date of your last day. Your employer may inquire about a few pieces of information to get ahead of your departure as best as they can, including the date of your last day. Two weeks notice is common. Be gracious. You should have a few words mapped out ahead of time thanking your employer for the opportunity at the company. This can include resources that they provided for your continued growth, exceptional management, the opportunity to work on certain projects, or simply gained experience in the industry. Um, because, I mean, leaving isn't always a negative thing. And no. even if it's like this isn't your favorite work, and like, you know, leaving the store, I learned a lot at the fucking store that did yeah. help me um, well, there to was, move into a better job well, and a better position. There were so, so many people we worked with at the store, yeah. both above and below us, yeah. that were not the problem. It yeah. was the company yeah. and that one particular mm. member of like upper management. Yeah. You know, but there were so many people that had a positive like impact on us there that. There, there. You can give credit where credits due, yeah. and you know, and sometimes you know, it's it like you said, it's just it's not a negative thing. It's yeah. just you know that it's just a thing. Yeah, like, like you, you know, just move on. It's you know, think of it like you're think of it like almost like retirement. Like yeah. no one is ever like negative about someone retiring. Yeah, and it, and it, uh, literally all that it's the same thing. You're just retiring from this opportunity and moving on to the next. Yeah, and like. There, there's nothing shameful or negative about that. Yeah. Just as long as it, you know, hasn't been a shitty experience. Then exactly. Cool. Like, I'm sure when I leave, eventually leave this job to do something different, like, hopefully it's, you know, a, a positive, like, you know, thing, you know. Yeah. I'm sure it will because everyone's like, God, we don't have to put up with him anymore. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. But, you know, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Not all of them are, you know... It's not... Causing shit like I do when I quit. Yeah, because of fuck them, like, but... uh, So be prepared for pushback. If you were an exceptional and well-liked employee, your manager may attempt or uh, attempt to offer you a pay raise or other perks to keep you on board if they have the resources. You should yeah. be prepared ahead of time with exactly what they can offer for you to stay or whether you want to engage with a counteroffer at all. If you do choose to stay, be prepared for a potentially awkward relationship moving forward. You can decline a counteroffer with a simple, respectful statement like, thank you very much for the offer. While I highly value my time at this company, the next opportunity will be the best option for me moving forward. If you can't meet in person, send an email. Send the email fucking regardless. Yeah. If it's afterwards, that's fine. Yeah, but... like I would literally, what I would what I would recommend is type that email up, mm-hmm. save it as a draft, print you a yep. copy, take it into the meeting with yep. you, and literally just give them that email like read it to them and i would honestly jot down any notes about the conversation from there and just let them know i'm going to send you a copy of this and i'm going to add what we've discussed in this to it and then just bam just to reiterate this is my two weeks like yeah because that and that's a and that also if you go in with that mentality of like you know i'm i'm gonna i have this typed up i'm gonna send it to you and i'm gonna add you know anything else we discuss like in this discussion that will if there's any chance that your manager's thinking they can come at you sideways, yeah. it's going to kind of deter that. Because I'll be honest, there's been certain managers I've worked with that I've had a wonderful relationship mm. with and all it took was one thing yeah. and all of a sudden they're like out to fucking get me. And yeah. it's like, that can happen. So whether you have like a really awesome relationship with this manager or not, it's better to have that paper trail yeah. and those ducks in a row and just mitigate it, you know, because... Some some managers take this shit personally, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you're, you're you're screwing me over," and it's like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. Like, but okay. Yeah. Um, so if you can't resign in person or speak to your supervisor via phone or video conference, you have the option of sending an email. In this case, you should give a cl- uh, you should give your email a clear subject line. Keep the body. I of quit, your- bitches. <laughs> yeah. Bye, motherfucker. Suck it, sluts. Suck it, sluts. <laughs> that's okay. That's gonna be my like. Email, signature, header, like, (laughs) subject line for everything. Yes. Suck it, sluts. Hey, can you pass me some duct tape, please? (laughs) Yes. Sent from my iPhone. (laughs) Sent from my iPhone. Sucked from my iPhone. Uh, Keep the body of your email brief and positive and attach your two weeks letter as an attachment. Here's an example of what your email may look like. And then it gives the example. I'm not going to read that, but whatever. Hey, bitch. Like, I'm leaving. I got shit to do. Bye. Um, how to write a simple two weeks notice letter. And I will say, as somebody who's had to do one of these before, I'm like, I literally just stared at the paper and be like, do I just write the date and sign it? Like, I uh, what I put? It should it's be that fucking hard, but awkward. I make it. I make it complicated. Uh, so this is going to lay it out for you real simple. Like, I just think it should be a picture of you like, <laughs> yeah. I got something to tell you. <laughs> like, like just super uncomfortable, like crunch face, like. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah. So you're not gonna like this, but uh, as you begin to draft your letter of resignation, consider the following guidelines. Start by including your name, date, address, and subject line. Um. Start your resign or state your resignation. Include the date of your last day. Provide a brief reason of resignation. That part's optional. Add a statement of gratitude. Wrap up with next steps and close with your signature. 
While each resignation letter is different, it's best to end on a positive note of, uh, with gratitude or something specific that you've enjoyed about your time with the company to leave a good impression. Um, and then this does have some more examples on here, um, which I think that they're just really good examples. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I'll send those links to you so we can put Dope. in the show notes. But that's, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Um, a pretty solid episode yeah. for pulling it out of our ass yeah. like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I honestly think that it's really important, especially in this, like, in, in the climate we're in now where people really are kind of breaking out of that, like, mentality of, like, this is all I can do. This is all I'm good at. Like, yeah. Because um, you're seeing it a lot, especially, like, in, like, the restaurant industry and stuff with mm -hmm. people not wanting to stay in that industry because it fucking sucks. Like, yeah. and having higher expectations for themselves. And, you know, I think that that's going to segue into retail and shit, like, as, as we go forward. And I think, I, I really do honestly think this is going to be, like, a really big shift in, like, work culture. Yeah. Because it, it just, it just is. Like, really, honestly, all the power is in the workforce. If they yeah. decide that they're just not going to fucking do retail anymore. Or mm -hmm. as we're kind of seeing aren't. right now with, you know the mostly the service industry like the food industry yeah um places are gonna have to either like nut up or they're gonna go out of business yeah. they're gonna have to meet like the expectations of the people and they're not outrageous expectations yeah people aren't expecting it's six figures the expectation of being able to live yeah <laughs> like like people aren't walking in and being like um if i'm gonna be a waitress here i need to earn six figures it's yeah I need to earn more than a dollar twenty-five an hour, or yeah, whatever the fuck it I is, need to like two fourteen. You know, fucking roof over my head, and feed my kids. Yeah, like, like I'm not. Yeah, like it's it's, and I and I do think that as we see like this, because this is the first time in like, you know, a a long, long, long fucking time that you we've seen an industry do this yeah. and like have this kind of a shift, and I think that that coupled with like this millennial mentality that we've talked about mm -hmm. and stuff is going to form a kind of snowball effect that we're going to see go through a lot of these industries of this just workforce shift mentality of like, you know, kind of honestly, like kind of stonewalling these fucking like yeah. industries into, you can either pay me better or you can get fucked. Like yeah. I will find something else to do. Like in the, you know, and that's what's been ground into our heads as, you know, service people and yeah. like, you know, public, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call us. Like, this mentality of like, well, if you don't like it, find find something better to get a real job. Well, we're doing it. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. You know, make your own enchiladas, Karen, bitch. Yeah. Like, suck it. Like, <laughs> but so yeah, um, all that. Yeah, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye, y'all.